This is Hello, You Darling Girl, a podcast for loving yourself, healing yourself, bonding yourself, and celebrating yourself. Let's see what we can learn to love, heal, and celebrate today. You ready? Let's talk. Hello, You Darling Girl. Welcome to today's episode, and thank you for being here. I'm your host, Shadara Gibson. I need to take a breath because this is it. (laughs) It's episode 15, the season finale. Can you believe it? I'm so thankful to all of you for listening to me this far, and I can't believe really how fast it's flown by. And I want to take a few minutes before we get started to again remind you about what's coming up with me in the podcast. Remember that I'm helping facilitate my first retreat, the Harvest Moon Day Retreat on September 10th. It's going to be in Richmond, Kentucky. It's an eight-hour event for women to celebrate their harvest, all that this season of your life has brought to you, good and bad, because the bad things can also serve us. They bring us growth and knowledge and help us to have a better season afterwards, right? So we celebrate both. And this retreat is going to have yoga and fire cupping and body work and equine therapy. And we're going to be reflecting on what did or did not serve us and what we want our next season to look like and just creating community with other females. And my friend Alvina is hosting this event at her farm. It's called River Hill Ranch. And River Hill Ranch is an incredibly magical alpaca farm. I love spending time there and you will too. And if you want to know more about it, you can find it at riverhillranch.us. You can register for the Harvest Moon Retreat there and learn more about other things going on with the farm and the alpacas. And the cost of this retreat is $136 per person. It's limited to 28 people. And we already have people registering, so make sure you don't put your registration off. And I hope you'll consider joining us to be loved on and lifted up and motivated. And I can't be more thrilled that we're going to be dancing by the moonlight with fire. (laughs) I can't wait. And the second day retreat will be held at the same location on October 1st. So stay tuned for those details as well. It's going to be a little bit different. Next, as you know, I'm about to wrap up season one today, right? (laughs) And I still can't believe it. And I'm going to be taking some necessary time off to work on season two and Season two is going to be a lot of interviews with some really awesome people just to further drive home the things that I've been talking about. And I can't wait for you to hear what they have to say. Season two is going to um, air on October 17th, but I'm not totally leaving you in between that time. So in the eight weeks, I'll still be coming on with some shorter bonus material every Monday real quick in the form of healing exercises, growth work, and self-love exercises. There'll be some segments of Q&A where I answer questions you've sent in, and maybe I'll read some listeners' emails too. So that being said, if there's something you want to ask or talk about or share, send me a message on Facebook at Shadara Gibson or on Instagram at Shadara, and I can't wait to receive them and share them with all of you. I'm also working on a Hello You Darling Girl journal slash workbook, but it's in the preparation stages and not yet ready for purchase. So in the meantime, please go grab yourself a cute notebook and an adorable pen and get ready for eight weeks of this work, this self 
work, self-exploration, self-reflection, and I'm so ready to do this work with you. And like I said last week, we're approaching the end of the year, and that's a great marker of time to reflect on things that have been going for you, to figure out how you want things to get better, maybe what you want to do more of or less of. So we can set our intentions to put those in place for 2023. So I want us to get a good start as this year winds down, a good look inside of yourself so that we have an understanding and an idea of what we want to go in to the new year, how we want to do that. Also, I want us to use these eight weeks to wrap our heads around healing and growing so that we get pumped up to love ourselves more in this upcoming season, right? Now, let's give a big send off to season one of Hello, You Darling Girl. And I want to do that by first telling you how much it really means to me that you listen to this podcast. I get at least one message a day from a listener who was touched or able to see something differently by what I had to say. And you all had your own favorite episodes. They were all over the place. And that probably was because whatever we talked about in that episode resonated with you the most. I've cried happy tears every single message from you. Literally cried. I'm not exaggerating. Like boohooing. I'd been wanting to start this mission so badly and I was terrified to throw it out there. And hearing from you just solidifies the fact that the universe put this on me so heavy because other people did need to hear what I had to say. I love hearing from you because it gives me strength and confidence and motivation and even courage to keep sharing with you the things I've learned through my weakest times in life and to share with you the things that have made me stronger and mostly to bring to you the things that made me love myself more. And also the things that I'm still working on. I want to share with you something I heard Rory Vaden say when he was a guest on the Ed Milet show. He wrote a book called Take the Stairs. I think he has another one out that I haven't gotten to read yet, but Take the Stairs is a really good book. And on the Ed Milet show, he made this statement. He said, we are all most powerfully designed to serve or help the person we once were. And I was already most of the way through season one when I heard him say this. And listen, I cried. (laughs) Apparently I cry a lot, but these are all good tears. Tears that are from the realization that I'm doing what I was called to do. And I'm here for that. And I'm not going anywhere or stopping anytime soon. So prepare to be sick of me. Now, this is a good time to give a trigger warning because I will mention domestic violence in this episode. I'm going all the way back to the beginning where this all started. And I have a lot to say and get across in this final episode. So this one might seem at times a bit all over the place, but there's a purpose behind it. So just bear with me. So thinking about what Rory said and serving the girl I once was, I thought back to that girl. I remembered her. I remembered that girl, and I often do this with things that happened to me in my abusive marriage with my son's father. I'm not there yet with my second marriage, but I remember the scenes of violence as they were taking place and how scared she was and how little she thought of her own well-being. 
And I see her as someone else, another girl, not like it was me, but like a girl I love, someone I cared for deeply, someone very important and special to me. And when I cry, when I play this back and sharing it with other people, I cry for that girl. It doesn't seem like it was me. I cry because this happened to somebody I care about. And I cry because she went through that. I cry because she felt that way about herself. And it's a really good place to be for me because it does help me realize I am someone else now. I'm separated from it. And the girl I remember in those memories is the one I'm trying to make things different for. It's who I do the podcast for. I remember how she protected her abuser above herself, how she was made to feel it was her fault that he acted this way towards her. And she believed that, how she thought so little of herself that she cared more about how it would affect him to get caught and to have to face his actions than she cared about how it was going to affect her if he didn't get caught. I started this journey because of my last divorce and how devastating of a blow that was. And during that time, I realized I was still the girl who cared more about him and what he thought about her than she cared about what made her happy. A girl who tried to minimize her presence and not ask for things she needed so she didn't seem like too much work. And it opened up a whole lifetime of hurt and pain that I hadn't dealt with that I'd never taken the time to sit with and accept and feel. So I had all of it to pick apart and dissect and revisit in order to start my healing and the mission to love myself deeper, to understand myself, to know myself more intimately and what I was looking for in all areas of my life and to pick apart why I behaved the way I did or accepted the things I allowed. And because of my abusive relationship with my son's father, I do want to take a moment to let this next part be heard because it's uncomfortable, but I feel like someone needs to hear it. When I was 20 and married to my son's father, things kept getting worse and worse. I just read the book, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. If you haven't heard of her, you might be living under a rock because she has the reading world in a craze right now, just throwing out bestseller after bestseller. It's insane. She's an incredible author. But this particular book is about a woman who came from an abusive home where her father abused her mother. You know that pretty much opening the book, so I'm not giving any major spoilers, but she had always been so angry at her mom for staying with her dad and putting up with this abuse. You learn that within the first few pages. And without giving any major spoilers away, in the book and the epilogue, which was from the author's own life, you're opened up to just how this abuse can begin, and even how it gets tolerated by women. It is so beautifully done and so accurate. And of course I cry because that's what I do. And because it was my life. And one of the characters in the book gives a warning to another girl not to lose sight of her limits. She said before she got married, she knew what her limit was. But basically, after every incident and every I'm so sorry and every forgiveness of that, the next incident gets worse and your limits are pushed out even more and even more because you started out loving this person and maybe you still do. I loved my son's father. When he was good, he was great to me, very protective. 
But when he was bad, when he got angry, he was someone else. He even looked like another person. I could tell when things were going to go down that road because his face morphed into another man. And as time went on, he sort of just became that other man. So now he really is a different person. I know you can't understand that unless it's been you, but I felt inclined to share it. If you know someone in this situation, it helps to know where their head is and how this happens. But eventually I did leave my husband after my son told his preschool teacher that he saw and she confronted me about it. And I was mortified because I spent years trying to hide it and protect my husband. And I was also ashamed that it was happening and embarrassed. My mind went immediately to cover it up. And this is for the woman who may be in this situation herself. My son was so young. I thought he didn't pay attention or understand. And most of the time, it wasn't done in front of him. Eventually, it was. But his dad would say, Mommy and Daddy are going upstairs to talk. And sometimes he would literally pick me up by my neck in front of my son and carry me upstairs by my neck with my feet dangling, not touching the ground. And I was determined through the whole thing not to make a sound or react so my son wouldn't be scared. And I didn't fight back so he wouldn't hear too much downstairs or so I wouldn't make his dad any angrier. And I didn't want my son to think I was afraid. But he was noticing and he was worried and he knew something was different enough about it that he should tell his teacher. And that's when I got the courage to get out, when I knew my son was more important than me protecting his father. I can remember my son being in the hospital when he was 11 months old. I was terrified because it was a serious thing happening to him, which ended up all being okay, but he was so small and it was potentially fatal. And we had called all the family to come to the hospital where we lived, which was four hours away. And my family being so far away was part of the reason I was able to hide it for so long. But I remember him getting so mad at me over nothing in the hospital. I can't even recall what it was, but he got mad at me over something. And in an instant, out of nowhere, he threw a metal toy truck and hit me in the face with it in front of my son. I made a huge pump knot on my forehead and bruised real crazy. And when I went to the mirror to try to figure out how to hide it, because my family was on their way, right? And I shouldn't have been having to worry about something like this with my baby strapped in a hospital bed with his life in danger. But I'm facing the mirror trying to figure out how in the world I'm going to cover this up. And he came over and started choking me from behind in the hospital room. And I remember watching it in the mirror because I was facing the mirror and looking at myself at this scared girl and this angry man. And it was like it was happening to someone else then too. And I'll never forget what that looked like. I still see it in my mind. And do you know what I was most concerned about when it was happening and what I said to get him to stop? I was worried the nurses would hear or come in and see it and he would get in trouble. And then when our families arrived, I lied to them, saying I hit my forehead on the food tray when I bent over to pick a toy up out of the floor. I had long hair then too, and I could hide the marks on my neck mostly, but I went to the bathroom with my aunt and she saw them while we were in the restroom and she asked what happened. And I was able to play them off as hickeys, right? <laughs> so embarrassing. And I acted like I was embarrassed about the hickeys, which is gross, but that was the first thing that I came up with. 
And she actually made a joke about it, saying it looked like he had choked me, not knowing that's what really happened. And I got sick when she said that, worried my face was giving it away, always worried he would get found out and have to face the backlash, right? I was always trying to protect him. I didn't want him to be arrested or to get kicked out of the military. The stress you are under in a relationship like that, you're constantly trying to cover it up and forgive and to protect the abuser. Plus, you have the stress of trying not to trigger that behavior in them, walking on eggshells. And then the stress of protecting yourself when it does happen. It's exhausting. It makes you sick. When I left him, he would show up at my apartment yelling and banging on the door in the middle of the night. And I would let him in because I was afraid the neighbors would call the police on him. And then I would have to spend the rest of the night in a chair while he went through my apartment taking what he wanted because he quote unquote paid for it. And as he spit on me, he would literally spit on me every time he walked past me. And sometimes, even scarier, I would wake up in the middle of the night and he would be sitting at the foot of my bed in the dark. I would wake up to that. It was the scariest time of my life. I'm not kidding. And the only thing I can say to this is, if you ever notice any of this behavior, if someone shows violence towards you in a relationship, please, even if you love them before you are in too deep, don't ever excuse it. In that relationship, I'm here to tell you right now that the only way he can change is if you don't protect him. Let him get arrested. Let him go to jail. Let people know what he's doing and find a safe way out. In my experience, and as statistics show, it's not going to get better. It's actually going to get worse. Your limits will keep getting pushed out. And the only person who can suffer that way is you. And you need to know that the abuser will most likely act out when they see they're losing you. That's what happened with me. Make sure you are safe and protected before you make your move. Talk to someone. Have a plan. And the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is one 800 799-7233. According to research, domestic violence can cause long-term health issues like heightened fear, anxiety, depression, anger, post-traumatic stress, high blood pressure, eating disorders, and digestive issues. So also, if this is you, please initiate that self-care and seek out help to cure or manage these issues. And know that it could have been decades ago, but you can still be struggling with the aftermath of that trauma. So be gentle with and take care of your needs to heal completely once and for all. After I got out of that marriage, I was working in trauma mode. He told me no one else would ever want me. He told me how unattractive my body was, how ugly and fat I was. So I made horrible decisions in relationships afterward. I didn't take the time out to heal and learn and to get healthy. I just wanted to feel safe and feel loved and wanted. So I was choosing the wrong men, desperately trying to feel those things. Never happy. Starved myself because I thought I was fat. I actually got diagnosed with over-exercising because I ran all the time and my body started to 
react to that. I developed an eating disorder and just made mistake after mistake, trying to feel worthy and valued and to find a man who would love me. And when I did marry again, it was to someone who wasn't in love with me, who never wanted to talk about anything remotely emotional or personal with me, who never really connected emotionally. We never really connected physically. He made me feel ashamed of my age and how little money I made. And then he left me for another woman. And after all these years, I want to finally and completely love myself and heal myself. And it's working. I'm doing it. But when I tell you it's difficult, that it's hard work, I'm not exaggerating. It is severely uncomfortable. You have to get brave enough to invite those feelings in. And that's hard. But you have to invite them in so you can examine them and see where they're coming from. And the progress isn't always up. Your healing chart is all over the place. So you're going to you're going to slide back. You're going to get triggered. And you're going to have bad days. But remember, you're still on the journey. You're still healing. So keep going. Please don't give up. And I can tell you this, it is worth it. And it is way better than having any resemblance of the life that I allowed for myself in the past. So all of that is why I'm here. To share all of this with you. So you do the work to love yourself. Love yourself so you don't have to learn how to do it later after you've been through something this hard. Love yourself so you choose better for yourself. Love yourself and know yourself so you don't settle for anything that isn't aligned with those values, the things that you want for yourself. I started this journey almost three years ago, and I'm surprised at the change in the woman I am today. And you know what? Other people notice that change. It shows up in my face, my eyes, how I carry myself. And people tell me that. And I'm so freaking proud of myself because it was hard. I've done some really tough work and there's a lot left to do. I'm still not there, but I know I can do it. And I know I'm going to have a wonderful, healthy life ahead of me. And no matter what, I will always love myself. And if you're listening and you have a desire to help women through a problem you've dealt with in your life, and maybe you're afraid to do so or doubt yourself, I encourage you to take that leap because that voice in your head nudging you to do it isn't there by accident. The world needs more people like that. Not everyone wants to do a podcast or have a blog or start a charity, but there's other things you can do, you know, coach a youth sports team or a networking group or start a small group at church or have an after school program or even simple things like making a phone call to a woman you see dealing with the same thing. I have some friends who are also serving the people they once were, and they are incredible humans. Two of them have podcasts in case you want to follow and listen to what their mission is. Those two have both been huge motivators to me and mentors You never truly appreciate the work someone else is doing until you attempt it yourself and until you see how uncomfortable it is to put yourself out there and until you see how hard it is and how much time it takes. And I respect and admire my two friends even more now than I did then. And they were pretty great as it was. One of them is my friend, Goli Kalkarin. She went to law school at Berkeley. She's a freaking genius. She's one of my greatest friends and I value her so much. She realized she didn't want to do law anymore, so 
She walked away from her law career where she was killing it. And after dishing out tons of money for law school, she was filled with guilt and doubt, but she started her business, which she debuted at my wedding, as a matter of fact, and then went on to release a podcast teaching other people how to do the same thing. Her podcast is called Lessons from a Quitter. So if this resonates with you, I urge you to follow her and listen to her sage advice. She's brilliant. At some point in season two, I hope to have her on. Hello, you darling girl. I haven't asked yet, but since she loves me, I'm pretty confident she'll say yes. (laughs) And another friend of mine from San Diego is Steph Godreau. Steph spent her early parts of womanhood racing bikes and competing to prove how worthy she was. And she was always wanting to lose weight, so she wasn't eating enough, which made her think about food all the time. And now she has a body like a brick shithouse, doing things she loves, like lifting weights and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She eats way more food, and she's the protein queen and a real-life badass. She was able to quit her teaching career and devote her time to a business she's built to help women 40 and over to get stronger and eat smarter. Her podcast is called Fuel Your Strength. So if you want to learn how to become stronger and eat smarter, then look her up. And maybe she'll be on season two as well. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for both of these ladies. And I have many other friends doing amazing things because I have some incredible friends. And these two are just the only two I know with a podcast I can send you to. But again, that's the whole reason I started this podcast. To serve the girl who had bad things happen to her, the girl who was made to feel unloved and unvalued, the girl who made bad choices to get that love and it never showed up for her, the girl who looked over disrespect and her own well-being for companionship, the girl who didn't see she wasn't being cared for like she deserved, the girl who made herself not take up too much space, and the girl who didn't ask for what she needed. Now, I'm the girl who wants better for herself and the girl who decided to love herself through the healing from all of those things. Now, I'm the girl who loves herself, the girl who shows up for herself, the girl is happy just being with herself, the girl who's ready to do the hard and uncomfortable work so she never has to feel any of those things ever again. Thank you so much for sitting with me and listening to what I have to say. I'm truly grateful. And as I start to work on another season of my journey, my healing, and season two of Hello, You Darling Girl, I hope this podcast is carried to everyone who needs it. I hope it brings about so much healing, so much celebrating, so much joy and love. And I can't wait to hear all about it. Well, my darling girls, that's all I have to talk about today. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to share your story or what has worked for you or your tips on how you thrive in self-love, or if there's a topic you would like for us to get into, send me an email at hellouyoudarlinggirl at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet done so, please go subscribe and review And share this podcast with a friend who you think would enjoy our conversation. Now, go and discover something new to love about you. And then go out and love on the rest of the world. See you next time.